This is Madeline Lenore, host of Cult Movie Attack, and I want to tell you how easy it is to share what you're passionate about with Anchor. If you're new to podcasting, Anchor makes it simple to get started. They have easy to follow editing tools, cool musical selections, and no restrictions on how much you can record. Anchor will also distribute your podcast across multiple platforms. They even have options that allow you to accept donations and monthly contributions from your listeners. And what's great about all this is that it's free. That is a big deal if you're like me and working on a limited budget. So, if you're looking to dip your toe into podcasting, give Anchor a try. Again, it's absolutely free. Go to the Anchor FM website to learn more. With some episodes, there may be discussion about violence, gore, and other mature themes. The show may not be suitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cult Movie Attack. This is a podcast that talks about the incredible world of cult films. I'm your host, Madeline Lenore. In February, I covered movies where Black women were in leading roles. For March, which is Women's History Month, I continue that theme. By the 1970s, both exploitation and kung fu flicks were making waves in theaters, and the chase was on to get as many of these pictures in front of movie covers. On this episode, we'll take a look at a film that combined these two genres and featured Jeannie Bell in the title role. Today, we discuss the 1975 action flick, TNT Jackson. Let's start by looking at Miss Bell and her career. Jeannie Bell was born Annie Lee Morgan on November 23, 1944, in St. Louis. She was raised in Houston along with three younger sisters. She attended Texas Southern University, where she majored in business and became the first Black woman to compete in the Miss Texas pageant, which is part of the Miss Universe competition. Miss Bell was featured in the October 1969 issue of Playboy and was the second Black woman to be featured as a Playboy centerfold. She became the first Black woman to be on a Playboy cover in January 1970 as part of a group photo. This sometimes gets confused with model Doreen Stern, who was the first Black woman to have a solo cover in October 1971 but Miss Bell was the actual first woman to be featured on a Playboy cover. She had roles in Martin Scorsese's Mean Streets and the exploitation classic Three the Hard Way before taking the role of TNT Jackson, for which she is best known. She briefly dated Richard Burden. They met while filming the 1974 movie The Klansman and were together for about three months. She helped him stop drinking before he went back and remarried Elizabeth Taylor. 
She posed again for Playboy in December 1979 for their Playmates Forever issue. Shortly after that, Miss Bell left acting and public life. She married mortgage broker Jerry Judas in San Francisco in 1986 and seems to have led a quiet life since then. Miss Bell's biggest role was as the hard-hitting title character in today's featured film, TNT Jackson. The movie opens with a scene in a live theater. We see a young man pass a large sum of money to an older gentleman in exchange for heroin. As the young man leaves the theater, he is confronted by a gang with the leader saying he wants the drugs. The man tries to fight them off and then run away, but is quickly caught and soon killed. Fast forward a bit and we now see a young woman walking through the airport in Hong Kong. She gets into a taxi and asks to be taken to the Yellow District. The driver says he doesn't go there as it's too dangerous, but he does take her so far before turning around. As she makes her way through the neighborhood, the woman is confronted by several men looking to rob her and possibly do worse. She takes them down with karate and eventually makes her way to her destination to meet a man called Joe. We soon learn that her name is Diana, and she had sent a letter to the man killed at the beginning of the movie. Because he's dead, he obviously did not receive her correspondence. Joe gives Diana a room above his nightclub and begins teaching her the ways of her dangerous new world. We learn that Diana is from Harlem and was nicknamed TNT for her karate skills as well as getting into trouble with police since she was 13 years old. She is the sister to Stag, the man killed by the drug dealing gang. TNT is looking to avenge her brother and will take down anyone who gets in her way. TNT Jackson was filmed in the Philippines and was put together by legendary B-movie producer Roger Corman. Corman has often bragged about how none of his movies ever lost money. That's certainly an accomplishment to be proud of. But even for his penny-pinching ways, Corman cut a lot of corners with this picture. And trying to satisfy both black exploitation and kung fu movie lovers, this movie leaves each side wanting more. The plot is simple, which is not a problem. Cheaply made films like this are not being watched for their complexity. But the script, co-written by frequent Corman contributor Dick Miller, is too basic. The other co-writer is Ken Metcalf, who stars as drug kingpin Sid. Clocking in at just 72 minutes, there's not enough time to develop any layered nuance, but they didn't even try to add any substance. Diana makes her way into the Hong Kong underworld too easily. Sirio Santiago, another member of Corman's team, is the director. TNT Jackson was among the first mainstream films he headed, and it really shows. 
The cinematography is rough, the lighting drops in and out without explanation, and the fight sequences are unimpressive. And really, that's being polite about how inferior everything looks. Jeannie Bell is attractive, not surprising considering her Playboy background, but she's clearly not a martial arts expert or a seasoned actress. She gives it an honest go, but doesn't have the experience to fully pull it off. In her defense, with even a half-decent script, she would have come across better. She has a spark that should have been better highlighted. The editing of scenes to make TNT look like a fighting champion is, to put it mildly, ridiculous. The battle between Miss Bell and Pat Anderson who plays Sid's girlfriend, Elaine, is hilariously bad. Not only can neither woman fight, but they were not given any direction on how to even fake it somewhat convincingly. That's a problem throughout TNT Jackson. We hear the kicks and punches, but don't actually see the hits because they don't exist. And in typical Roger Corman fashion, the production is too cheap for better choreography and retakes. One almost expects to hear the Benny Hill theme underscoring the fights. By far the best performance in the movie comes from Stan Shaw, who plays the ambitious Charlie. Charlie works for Sid, who's looking to flood the world with his heroin supply. Shaw is best known for his role of Will Palmer, Alex Haley's grandfather in the TV miniseries Roots The Next Generation. It wouldn't take much to act rings around his co-stars, but Shaw is legitimately good. He has a natural swagger about him that the role calls for, and the dialogue sounds like something he would say and not forced as most of the other actors. He's also an actual martial artist, having earned various belts in judo, jiu-jitsu, and karate, as well as teaching those disciplines in Chicago before his acting career. The other decent showing comes from Chiquito, who plays Joe. Born Augusto Valdez Pagnon in Manila in 1932, Chiquito had a movie career spanning 50 years. He mostly starred in comedy roles and impressions of popular American films. He's lighthearted and charming as Joe, and the movie was billed as Dynamite Wong and TNT Jackson in international markets to take advantage of Chiquito's fame with the Philippine audience. He was called Joe for the movie's American release. There is one hilarious goof that shows up during a big fight in TNT's room. She finds herself surrounded by four men with a leader looking to get information from her. We then see TNT fight the gang only in her underwear and getting the best of them. What's funny is she's wearing white underwear at the beginning of the brawl, but they switch over to a dark pair midway through the scene only to go back to white underwear at the finish. And it's all just to get Jeannie Bell topless. Her being half-naked happens a couple of times, and it's painfully gratuitous, but the underwear blooper is worth a laugh. 
please be forewarned, this movie is a product of its time. There is some insensitive and racist language, particularly toward Chinese people. It's not nearly the worst you'll hear from this era, but it may be uncomfortable if you're new to this kind of film. If it sounds like I didn't enjoy the movie, I have to say that I really did. It has this odd appeal that makes it endearing. The little movie that tried, as it were. TNT Jackson isn't close to being the best movie in the black exploitation kung fu subgenre. It's not even average. It did its best to appeal to two fan bases and pretty much flopped all around. But it has something that sort of works. Maybe it's because at just 72 minutes, it doesn't give you time to get bored. Or maybe the slapstick fisticuffs are so laughably bad. Perhaps it's being amazed that this movie was made for pocket change and manages to still be somewhat watchable. It's probably a combination of all these things. So if you're so inclined, TNT Jackson is available on Tubi, which means it's free to watch. You're getting what you pay for, but that's not so bad. Keep your expectations in check and enjoy this On the Fringe movie. Cult Movie Attack is a podcast that explores the wonderful world of cult cinema. This episode was written, narrated, produced, and edited by yours truly, Madeline Lenore. If you enjoy the show, please spread the word about the podcast. I'm looking to connect more with my fellow movie lovers, so please check my social media for regular updates. Be sure to follow Cult Movie Attack on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both accounts is Cult Movie Attack. That's all one word, Cult Movie Attack. You can send me any comments and suggestions through those two platforms. Also, please consider showing your support by donating at the Cult Movie Attack Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash cultmovieattack. Contributions will be used to help improve the podcast. I hope you join me again for another episode of Cult Movie Attack. Thank you again for listening. Be good and take care.